no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we wrap up our 2022 Senior Bowl coverage and much, much more. A-Dub, what a week, my guy. Yeah, man, it has been a week, Perez. A, a very good one, though. Do a good week. Audience, I'm telling you, I haven't had these many late nights since I was in college. Your boy is getting tired right now. Your boy's tired. <laughs> Finally, huh? Finally. It finally kicked in, A-Dub, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to need some sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm with you. We both going to need some. But no, audience, uh, to A-Dub's point, been a hell of a week. I just have to say thanks to Jim Nagy and that Senior Bowl staff for allowing us to come down here and partake in this week. It's been a great journey. This is our first coverage of a pre-draft event, A-Dub, and I'll tell you one thing. You know, when we started this podcast, man, it was just two – Bears fans that were very, very excited about football, talking about our team during the beginning parts of the pandemic, and to see where this podcast has now gone and the evolution of where we're kind of going and now we're being accepted as media, it's been amazing, brother. And I'm just so humbled by all this, but also to be doing this with you, man. Man, Perez, you just said it best, man. I'm appreciative of this moment. I'm blessed, man. And I want to thank you for the journey, man. It's been great. And I appreciate all the fans who've been tuning in, listen to both of us. Yeah, man. And listen, and we always thank them because we wouldn't be where we are without these folks listening to us. So we thank you guys. I mean, man, we got some really great listeners, man. I mean, all over the world, they do. All over the world. The emails, the DMs. I mean, it doesn't go unnoticed, guys. I mean, it, it, we really could not be where we are without you guys. And that's the one thing that I think a lot of people, when they do these different shows, they don't take that into account. You know, they don't like to interact with their listeners. Or if their listener has a comment that's different than the way that they see things, they want to argue with them. We don't go right. argue with nobody. Hey, listen, if you see something different than me and A-Dub, that's all fine. Listen, bring it on. I want to hear. But make sure when you come at us, you backing that thing up with some film and some facts. Because everything that I see on this show can be backed up by film. And that's what it's about right there, Perez. We here for the smoke, man. We here for the interactions, but it's all love, man. As you know, Chris, it's all love from you and I, man. Yes, sir. And now, audience, A Dub and I, we gonna chop it up a little bit about the week in general. A Dub, before I, you know, before I give my two cents, talk to the audience about what one of your, or maybe a couple of your favorite moments for the week has been. Man, Chris, you know, uh, one of my favorite moments, man, I will say, is I got a chance to chop it up a little bit with uh, Tyson Anderson, man. He and his family yesterday at the parade, man. It was awesome, Prez, because it was so down to earth. Tyson is a down to earth guy, Prez. He's humble. He's actually confident as well. But his family, <laughs> man, his family, they were so excited, Prez. They walked the parade, you know, being his biggest cheerleaders. Mom was out there, other family was out there, man. It was awesome, man. I ain't gonna lie to you, Prez. It was just good to see a guy with his family and how much they were cheering for him, man. And that is a humbling experience right there. 
Hey, Deb, I have to say that that was a really cool when you told me about that one yesterday. Because, audience, that's why Adele wasn't on the show yesterday. It's because he was down at the parade covering that and trying to get us some interviews. And as he mentioned, he was able to chop it up with Tyson Anderson. And Tyson goes by Mr. Toledo. So any of you guys that aren't familiar with Tyson Anderson, he goes to the University of Toledo. Great player, but like Adel mentioned, great kid and a great family because we got to see them after the game today, A-Dub, and they were there deep as hell, making noise for Tyson <laughs> and his moms. Like you said, really, really cool person. And one of the things that I look at when I see a kid like Tyson in that moment, he doesn't realize how fortunate he is. There's so many people out here that don't have that type of family support, and that's amazing. And that's why you probably see that he's such a good kid, man, because he's got all those people behind him supporting him every step of the way. Yep, Prez, you get a good point, man. That family pretty much – trying to keep them on the right track, man. And uh, when you got that kind of support, you roll with it. And you make a good point, man. There are so many kids that wish they had that type of opportunity, but I'm glad that he's been one of those individuals who've been embracing their prayers and doing the right thing. Yeah, you could tell he don't take that for granted because when he, he, when he saw you, he was letting you know where his family was at. <laughs> yes, he did. Like, they up over there, right there, right there, pointing them out, man. Yeah, so that, no, that was cool. And like I said, that was a really cool moment, seeing him with that, seeing you, in, uh, interacted with his family. You know, you had pictures with them. You and Tyson got a chance to take a picture together after the game. That's what this stuff is about. These are those memories that these kids are going to have. But think about, that's you. You know, you're thinking about your first Reese Senior Bowl. You're going to think about that moment and how you got to interact with that family. And, and no telling what we you and I will encounter in future media coverage events. But this was the first one. And that's something that you're always going to remember. Absolutely, without a doubt, Perez. I'm always remember this one here, man. So, A-Dub, it's hard for me to pin down one thing about this week that I liked over another. I mean, it's all been really great. I mean, just from when we first got here, we picked up our credentials, man, and it just felt like cool. Like, it was like, man, like there's this whole world that, you know, was just being opened up for us. You know, this is all new for us as far as, you know, covering this major NFL event. Chopping right. up with Jim Miller, talking to him about Coach uh, Eberflus. That was dope. I mean, that was the first hour we were there. You know, I, I love that being on Radio Row. But I would have to say the game today, A-Dub, you and I being there on the field, covering the game from the field level. That right there was awesome. And I looked at you and I said, brother, we here now. Yeah, man, we are here. And the good thing, Press, you and I enjoyed that moment, man. We embraced it, didn't we, Press? We're yes, on the field talking to people. We're on the field, you know, doing our jobs, man. It was just great, man. Great experience. Yeah, because like it wasn't like we were just sitting there being fanboys. Hey, you was over there on one side of the sideline doing your thing. I was over there taking my notes. We was coming back together, you know, comparing what we were seeing and this and that. So, you know, we didn't get lost in that experience, but we also took some time to embrace it as well. Absolutely. And it was all worth that time, man, without a doubt. So, audience, without further ado, we're going we gonna to get on into it. So, if you guys saw the Senior Bowl or if you didn't see the Senior Bowl, well, me and A-Dub going to get you right. So, A-Dub, this game right here, when I looked at it today, I looked around. I saw all those different dignitaries that was on the sidelines, scouts all over the place. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, a lot of people left already. I'm like, well, if, if a lot of people left, it was still a shit ton of people that were still there in town because <laughs> the sidelines was packed, the press box was packed. But what I would say this, I, I thought that the talent that they had out there this season, I mean, this year, was phenomenal. 
The kids had great attitudes. They practiced hard all week. They were in this game. They were taking it serious because they're playing for their career. They're playing for their futures. And that was the biggest takeaway I had, A-Dub, was the fact of just seeing these guys out here taking this experience, I mean, taking this opportunity and making the most of it. And all of them, anytime you got a chance to talk to these kids, the first thing out of their mouths, they were like, we're thankful for this opportunity and we want to thank Jim Nagy. I thought that was huge. Absolutely. To that, Perez, was just seeing the coaching staffs. I mean, they were all intense, involved with coaching and teaching, Perez, throughout the entire practice and also during the games, man. Just me walking past, hearing some of the commentary that were going on between coaches and players, man. That was awesome because the, the coaches really want to see these guys continue to succeed, and they were heavily involved. So they didn't quit on the players at all. They gave it their all as well. Well, we were on the side with the winning team on the Jets side. Y'all can thank us later for that because me and A-Dub helped y'all get that dub. But seeing Coach, <laughs> hey, seeing Coach Salah over there, man, that dude right there, talk about intense and passion. Ooh. Man, dude, he was getting fired up over there. Yeah, he was, friends. He was making me want to play football. Like, hey, man, hey, we just over here covering it. But, hey, the way you're going about it, hey, we want to be involved in the game too, man. So salute the coach, man. Good job. And, I mean, to be honest, we, I talked about it earlier in the week. Coach Campbell, he's the same. He, they, both of these coaching staffs that they brought in there, like you said, A-Dub, they were really good coaching staffs to have come in here because they kept everything competitive, as I mentioned many times this week. Yes. They kept everything spirited, spirited. And that is what you want in these games. The fans got a good show. Any scout that came out there this week, they got a treat. And in media people, it's not like it was a waste of anybody's time. These kids gave it their all out there on the field all week long, including the game today. Absolutely. And it was a very good game, Perez. A nice competitive one, man. The players really played hard. They put it all on the line, man. Now, one thing, A-Dub, and I talked about this yesterday on the show, I talked about the quarterbacks because in this particular senior bowl, the quarterbacks, as I mentioned on the show yesterday, none of them really have kind of taken that step forward. You know, they're all kind of like in that same little cluster with each other. Right. I talked about the fact that I thought that Malik Willis is kind of like the one guy I'm looking at. I'm like, Malik might be that guy that's like trying to like take that step forward, right? But when you Mm -hmm. look at all these different quarterbacks, A-Dub, Willis, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, I think all of these guys have potential to go in that first round. So it's really cool to see these three guys, I thought, had pretty good games today, bro. Yeah, man, they all had pretty good games, Perez. And I'm glad you brought up Malik Willis because I was kind of impressed with him, Perez, with his mobility. I was like, man, this guy, he didn't throw a lot of passes out there, but he still was making an impact. So you're right, man. This quarterback group, they were pretty solid. Oh, so this is the thing with, with, with the ball game. He only threw four passes, but he was getting harassed by that pass rush. And I, like, I've been talking about this all week. The defense has been giving that offensive line fits. And he couldn't really be comfortable in the pocket. So that's why he had to use his legs. But to the point that you made, he made some highlight plays out there with his legs. And I thought that right there, I was like, okay, bro, you just probably <laughs> moved up some draft boards with the way you was running that rock today. Yeah, he did, friends. When you and I looked at each other on some of those moves, we was like, hey, man, that's elite level moves right there. So he may have, friends. He may have impressed some folks. But again, audience, as I mentioned on the show yesterday, Do not just confuse his athleticism and just say, oh, he's just an athletic quarterback type because he's got tremendous arm strength. Now, I know he only threw four passes, but if you did not look at this game today, 
please go back and watch it because he had some passes that he targeted to the sidelines that exhibited that arm strength that I was talking about. So don't just confuse those highlight runs and just think that this kid, that's all he could do. The kid's got arm talent as well. I just don't, I just want to make sure that we're keeping that top of mind. We're thinking about a Malik Willis. Yes, sir, Prez. He got some of that going on, too. He kind of read the defense and what they were doing, Prez, and he got the dodge because they were coming for him, man. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yes, they were. Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. I know, audience, you guys like it, especially for our Bears listeners. They don't want to hear anything about a North Carolina quarterback. However, when I look at a Sam Howell, there's another kid that's got a really strong arm, and he yes. was mobile. And he showed a lot of mobility, too, A-Dub. I don't know if you saw that, but – he that pass rush was coming in on him, and he was dodging and, and juking people. Yeah, he was, Prince. He was getting out the way too, man. And um, um, hey, I don't have that much time here. But one of the things that impressed me, Prince, when he ran for that touchdown, right? Because I was right there, and yeah, I thought he was gonna run against, run up and knock me down. I was like, uh oh, don't hit me, don't hit me. But he got the touchdown, man. That was good for him. But it was just a good read on his part. Yeah, you know what? I, I, when I saw him make that cut, I was like, oh, yeah, he, he's gone. <laughs> it was decisive. <laughs> it was decisive, you know what yes. I mean? Absolutely. And then when I look at a guy like Desmond Ritter, quarterback from Cincinnati, he was solid out there. Two touchdowns passes he had, but then he showed his ability. Remember that one touchdown that he threw on the move to the tight end when we were on the opposite side of the field there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit was easy work. But it was a throw on the run, and I love that because I'm like, okay, that's the shit you gonna have to do at the next level, Desmond. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call out right there, Prince. Because I was impressed with that one, man. I was like, okay, keep making them kind of moves. Hey, somebody up in the, the, the next level definitely gonna be hunting you down. <laughs> so, what about your running backs, hey, Dub? Because now we talked about the quarterbacks. How did you think your running backs fared in this game today? I thought it was tough for the running backs in general, though. But I did thought White did a good job, Prez, uh, even with his with – his, I know he got about 11 carries out there. He done a good job running that football, man. Um, he put a get, ran tough, ran hard back there, man. He ran strong. So I can't pretty much say anything negative about him and what he did. Yeah, and for audience, if you guys aren't familiar with who A-Dub's talking about, White is the running back from Arizona State. I thought that he was pretty solid out there. I thought Abram Smith, the running back from Baylor, I thought he looked pretty good out there. Alabama's Brian Robinson. I've talked about him a little bit on the show this week. I think he's going to be that next Alabama running back that's going to do well at the pro level. And then Damian Pierce, the running back out of Florida. He's up. I thought all these guys, they ran hard. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the running lanes weren't there. But, hey, if there was a couple of yards to get, those guys were pounding out the yards, running downhill. So that's what I liked when I saw from those running backs, man. Absolutely. When you and I were on the side, we're looking at um, Pierce. We're like, yeah, he's running really hard, man, to get oh those yards. Oh, my God, right? How about when he lowered his shoulder, man? I was okay. Okay. Yeah, that physical ability there, Perez. I was like, whoa, this guy can take the contact. Yeah, because I looked at you. I was like, okay, now they hitting out here. Okay, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, man, that was an awesome uh, run for him. From the wide receiver standpoint, because I thought that the defensive line was so impressive – and I think they ran the ball a little bit more. And I think also when the uh, when the quarterbacks did throw the ball, more, mostly short routes, targeting the tight ends, things of that nature. But yes. Christian, Christian Watson, who I talked about on the show yesterday, audience, the receiver from North Dakota State, he only had one catch. But he went for almost 40 yards. And I, one thing that I would say about this kid, the ability after the run, because he got up, had the awareness of knowing he wasn't touched down, got up and extended that play out. I thought that was really good. And he also drew extra defensive attention because that defense now had to worry about him out there 
So I thought that he had himself a really good game today, even though he only had the one catch, a dub. No, that's a good call out, Frizz, because I was kind of impressed with that catch he had. You know, he's a smart runner. He did he ran a good route to get open. And I said, man, this guy he does got the two. Salute to him, man, Christian Watson. Um, but definitely another guy who I really, you know, um, been big on Prez is Jalen Tolbert. He didn't have a lot of yards out there, Prez. But one thing he was doing, he was actually um, making it very tough for the, um, you know, for the cornerbacks. I mean, they picked up penalties by trying to cover him, man. And it's just, he's a very difficult cover out there. Yeah, and that's the guy, the A-Dub, that you talked about earlier in the week. This is the kid that stayed at home, played at South Alabama, fan favorite. Every time he did anything, you heard that crowd cheering for him. That yes. kid right there. I think he's going to make himself a lot of money because I, I think he made himself a lot of money, A-Dub, because he had a good week, and I thought he had a solid showing out there today as well. Absolutely, man. So we'll see what happens with him on the next level, man, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, but I had mentioned a second ago the tight ends, and I think that the tight ends also were the beneficiary in this matchup because when you look at the Wisconsin tight end, Jake Ferguson, he mm-hmm. had over 60 yards receiving in the game, but he had that touchdown on that bootleg play that I had talked about earlier. But also – his blocking ability. So one of the plays that I had down in my notes from the game is that one big run play that happened up the middle, it was because of a block from Jake Ferguson. So I thought from the tight end position, Jake Ferguson also was someone that really stood out in this game today. Yeah, he did stood out, Prez. Uh, but one thing I will say about those tight ends, Prez, I know I didn't cover them. They were balling all throughout practices. But you're right. Send him in the game. It was like, hey, this is a carryover from practice. So, the man, he really stood out, man. Made some great catches out there. Now, I'm going to shift over to the defensive side of the ball a little bit here because now we talked about how that defense was dominant out there. A guy that I want to bring up that I thought played his ass off, and this is someone that I talked about earlier in the week, D'Angelo Malone. Western Kentucky, I told you guys, this guy was impressive all week. This man right here was in the backfield often and anytime he wanted to get back there. And he is somebody at 6'3", 235 pounds, that when he gets to the NFL level, he gets with some strict conditioning coaches there. Boy, 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 when they put a little bit more uh, muscle on that, on, that, on that body of his, He's going to be a, a fucking – he's going to be a beast. He's going to be someone – I'm looking at him like a Micah Parsons type. Like, he has that type of ability. I think he could be a game changer in the NFL. Man, with the tools he has, Prez. Woo! I mean, you're right. He, he quick feet can get in the back. Man, look, Prez, I was impressed with him, no doubt. And, and, and this is another thing, too. He's a converted wide receiver. And the thing that really impressed me with him, and I talked about Trevor Penning yesterday. Trevor Penning is one of the top tackles in this senior bowl. He put that man on skates and pushed him back into the quarterback on a one pass rush move that he had. So I'm telling you, 235-pound guy going up against a 300-pound linebacker, that's, I mean a 300-pound 300 300 lineman who's got a mean streak, hey, man, this kid Malone, I'm telling y'all, do not sleep on this kid. If you are not aware of him, fire up the tape. Go to YouTube, look at some highlights, because this kid right here, it's going to be a name that you guys will remember for many years to come. And because they're bigger than press, I'm telling you, man, that doesn't mean anything like you were saying. This kid is not out of his weight class. He gets the job done. Well, he, he's out of his weight class, but the thing is, the guy's got <laughs> some fucking ability, bro. He got ability. That's what I'm saying. He's quick. He can bend. Yep. Like I said, with him being a former wide receiver, he's got that athleticism that he's bringing to that position, and he's raw. Meaning he's still learning that position. He's still learning how to pass rush. And that's a good key back to that, man. You hit it right on the head. 
Yeah, man. So I, I was really excited for that guy. Shannon Tindall, the kid that I talked to the audience about earlier in the week from Georgia, he was playing his ass off on special teams. Early in the game, you just kept hearing his name, making tackles, showing his speed off. I think that's a guy right there, A-Dub, that a lot of people aren't talking enough about. And I'm really excited to see what he can do because I think that he may be a steal in the middle of the draft. Because think about this. The play that I'm talking about on special teams, he came all the way across the field to track down a, a return man near the sideline. To make that type of a play as a linebacker, Jesus Christ. Woo-wee. Mm-hmm. Travis Jones, my boy that I've been talking about all week that I've been falling head over heels for, he had another good game. I mean, he had a good performance out there, man. And like I said, it wasn't like I was surprised because he's been dominating the practice all week, right? Right, absolutely. And so yeah, in this no. game today, he had a sack. And he was bullying people on that offensive line. Man, I, I will say this here, man. The national defense, friends, overall showed up. Because you're right, he was one of those guys that showed up, friends. You talked about Perry and Winfrey. He showed up too, friends. So it's like, man, he just had some guys out there that are really battling, man, and making a big, huge impact out there. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Perry and Winfrey, that was the MVP of the game right there. You and I got to see him up close and personal. He had his big trophy there filled with some Reese's candy. I wanted to ask him, can I get some <laughs> candy? <laughs> right on, man. And at that point, me and they dub audience, we was out there hungry than a motherfucker, man. We didn't go up to the press box. They had all that good food up there. Me and A-Dub was just down on the field grinding. I looked at A-Dub. I was like, man, I want a piece of candy or something. Somebody needs to get me something. <laughs> I was like, help. <laughs> yeah, I know, right, man. He got that big old bucket of candy, man. I'm like, oh, man, this dude's making me hungry as well, friends. But I'm so glad we went and got some grub out of that, man. No doubt. Yes, sir. And all this, we ate good. I'm talking about your boy Prez over there eating some lobster. We had some. We had a nice little bottle of wine. So the DBE boys, man, we did it, we did it up tonight. Yes, we did. But to the point, you brought up Perry and Winfrey. Audience, I talked to you guys about him. He's someone that impressed me all week long. The guy loves football. That's the biggest takeaway that I have from him. You just look at his face and you just see him out there in the field. He's talking shit. He's out there backing it up on the field. And I'm telling you, there were some big-time defensive names out there. I've talked about Logan Hall. I've talked about Travis Jones. I've talked about Devontae Wyatt. Jermaine Johnson, these are all headliner guys on that defensive line. And guess what? Perry Winfrey was like, that's cool. I'm going to show y'all who I am, too. And he did, they dub Yeah, he did, Prez. You know what I'm saying? But we got a chance to really watch him even during, you know, his warm-up, Prez. He was intense. He was into his craft. He was he was tuning out everything that was going on in, on the field, man. And then to see how he carried over to the game, that was awesome to see. But the other thing that really stood out to me, though, Prez, is when he made hits and went back to the sideline, it was the other players, how they gravitated towards him. So he was more of a leader among the team, man. So I was like, this guy really stands out because when he got to the sideline, all the players that surround, were surrounding him, the defensive guys. No, you're right. And and also, too, shit, Coach Salah, he was leading the charge with that because they were fired up on that play. And honestly, shit, I wish I could have ran over there because, I mean, he got me fired up inside. And, you know. <laughs> Outside, I just had to act like it was just no big deal. But inside, I was like, boy, that was a nice-ass sack, bro. <laughs> that was a nice-ass sack. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I'm with you there, bro. <laughs> but the big thing, though, was just he showed all week, A-Dub, that he was unblockable. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from watching him out there. And like I said, I'm going to keep saying this, A-Dub, and audience, this man made himself a lot of money this week. I'm sorry. 
But that's what these guys are out here doing today. They're out here trying to prove themselves and their worth and their value. And when you see guys like that play the way that they played, good Lord, A-Dub. I'm telling you, he'll move up the draft boards. That's all I got to say. They want to run that check, man. <laughs> run it. it up. Run it up. Um, Chad Luma, that was a guy that you got a chance to talk to earlier in the week. I think this kid has the tools to be a really quality starter in NFL. We haven't talked about him enough this week, A-Dub. Linebacker out of Wyoming, but I tell you one thing, he was really impressive in this ball game today. Because now we talked about that Malik Willis run and how special that run was, audience. But Chad Muma, the linebacker, made an incredible play to save a touchdown on that play. Because if Chad Muma didn't hustle and make the play that he did, Willis would have ran that shit in for a touchdown. Oh, definitely, man. You got to salute Chad on that part, Chris. One thing I will say, man, anybody was running that football, Chris, he was getting after him. So this guy can definitely can shoot through those holes, through those gaps. And on that play, the reason why, audience, I thought it was so special, and I would love for you guys to look at it on film, look at it on YouTube as well, just to kind of get your thoughts on it. But the reason why it excited me was the fact that he had to change directions, get back up to top speed, and chase down Willis, who was a very fucking fast runner. That is a special play. That is special talent. And that is the type of stuff with scouts, when they see something like that, a play like that jumps out at them. Now, most people, when they see something like that, it's like, oh, he made the tackle. No. I, when I saw that, I said, that's a special play. That's someone that's ready for this next level. Because from an athletic standpoint, it was a hell of a play. Phenomenal. And so while we all were loving what Malik Willis did, I was looking at like, man, how the fuck did this dude catch Malik Willis? Impressed. I was kind of you know impressed with his speed. I, I didn't know Chad can move that quickly, man. So, and on top of his speed and athleticism, one of the things that I've been watching from him this week after you had a chance to interview him is I was like, you know what? I want to see how he is with picking up on these plays, and I wanted to see what his instincts were like. And for the rest of the week, I noticed how he was diagnosing things early on, and he was seeing things. So that's why whenever some ball carrier had the ball to the point you were making, a dub. He was right there because he was sniffing things out and he was getting to the football. Those instincts, I think, are what are going to make him a really good player at the next level. But it's also why he's a good player in coverage because that was another thing that I noticed for him today in the game as well, covering the backs, covering tight ends. I thought he was really solid. He had himself a really good game today. Man, one thing I did like about him as well, Chris, was in the huddles when they were huddled up, you know, um, with the defense on the field, he was one of those guys calling out different things for the players to do, you know, calling out plays. It looked like that's what it looked like, really. And he was kind of like, you know, giving direction out there. So I was like, this is a leader right here. And that's what you need. That's why you're a linebacker. And when, when, when a lot of people will look at him and they'll say, oh, he reminds me of a Logan Wilson. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, but I don't want to put that on the kid yet. But I will say this. I like what I see. And I would not be upset if he ended up being on the Bears radar because he's very smart, very instinctive. And I mm -hmm. see a guy like that, special teams, a guy like that, um, you know, as a backup here in Chicago. I wouldn't mind it. Wouldn't mind it at all. Without a doubt, Prince. And as we talked about, the defensive line has been phenomenal in this in this senior bowl. I mean, <laughs> it was just an embarrassment of riches. And that's why as Bears fans, and for you and I being out there, watching what those defensive linemen were doing. When I saw the coach Iberflus was out there, I'm like, I saw him over there with the defensive lineman. Yeah, he probably saw what the hell we saw. Listen, if the Bears don't draft the defensive lineman, I'm like, what the fuck wrong with y'all? Because <laughs> There's so many good ones out there, A-Dub. I was like, shit, if I had a chance, if they if, if they let me talk in that room, I'm like, uh, 
I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> like, shit, I'm a ball. Hey, you're going to point him out, bro. You're going to point him all out, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and, and I'm still high on the offensive lineman in this draft because I think the Bears need to grab a center. I think the Bears need to look at some guys that have some of that versatility. So I'm still high on the offensive line, uh, A-Dub and audience, but the defensive line, I mean, I feel in love with those guys. I'm like between those guys, some of those receivers out there, and even some of those secondary guys, man. There was a lot of people out there that I was like, ooh-wee, I like these guys a lot. Joshua Williams, the kid from Fayetteville State. I really like this kid. Long arms, as we talked about. HBCU, he played for a small team, but the kid, man, when he was out there on the field, he balled out. I got a chance to chop it up with him after the game, A.W. You know what I told him? I said, look, man, your story is just beginning, bro. Keep grinding, stay humble, and go get that money. And he was like, yes, sir. And I looked at him in his eyes. I was like, this kid right here, I like everything that he's going to bring to the table. Great kid. I like it. Definitely, man. I like his forward press. You're right, man. That's a good one right there, bro. Great fucking kid, man. Great kid. You can't have enough of that on your team. And he looks like that type of guy that's going to come in here. No fucking uh, bullshit. He's not going to have some attitude. No fucking ego. He's just going to come in and he's going to go to work. You know, he's he, – what are you talking about? He said he's been proving himself his whole time. And so that's the kind of guy I'm excited about coming in here to, oh, to a Chicago. And if you get a guy like Joshua Williams – around some really good, solid coaching at the next level, that guy's got some skills right there. As I mentioned, A-Dub, tall. You put that shit in your secondary, man, he can cover anybody. That is true, man. That height, Perez, um, that skill set, and they can make you a very solid player in the right circumstances. And you're right, man. With this kind of a defense with the Bears have, you're right, man. It can help take them to the next level. No, facts there, A-Dub. Now, I, I got to say this to you, man. Just – being down here, man, just great experience, meeting scouts, meeting other media guys, shit, meeting team personnel, meeting photographers, man. Just, <laughs> I just can't say enough about this opportunity for, that we had this week to be down here, man. I mean, it's special to me. And it's one of those things that when I look back on the evolution of what we're doing here with the Bear Essentials, I've been proud of every milestone that you and I have, accompl have accomplished on this on this show and this journey together. But I will say, man, I took a moment today when we were walking out of that stadium today, and I was like, "Yeah, we doing all right here, Adub." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad at all, man. Not bad at all from a couple of guys from Chicago, man. You know our history, our story, where we come from, man. And um, it's just a blessing to even be here, man. And um. I'm thankful, like I said before, being on this journey with you, man, and having the opportunity to experience this entire um, senior bowl, man, with the players and, and everything that we actually experienced together, man. So it's been awesome. And like you said, man, not just two guys from Chicago, man. We two guys from the inner city, south side of Chicago. When people talk about Chicago, man, and they talk about some of these neighborhoods, guess what, audience? Me and Ada, we came from those areas. And we are trying to give the kids that are in these areas now something to be proud of, something for them to look at and say, well, if these guys can get out, if these guys can be doing what they're doing right now, so can we. And we're going to continue to be that light, and we're going to continue to shine that light on these kids to know that there's positive things out there that they could do, just like what we were able to do this week. Because I was proud of the work that you and I put in this week, and we're going to keep shining this light and show other people that there's a way and that negativity is easy. But doing the right thing and being positive for some people, it's hard. 
But we're going to show them that it's easy, just like the negative, stupid shit that people get into out here. Absolutely, Perez. And you and I, we know we put the work in, man. We're going to continue doing that. And we learn, man. We learn this as well. And we grind and we grow. And I think that's one of the things we want to make sure that other people who are watching us, that, hey, you know, continue to work hard. Whatever you want to do, whatever your dreams are, keep working hard, keep working towards it. It'll work out well for you. And be prepared for how far the things can take you. And also, too, don't be afraid of failure. If something, you know, obstacle gets put in your way, learn how to pivot. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be things that are going to be putting in front of you, but it's all about how you encounter those challenges and keep shit moving. But I would always tell people in this world, and this is something that I really buy by, not just on this show, but just in my everyday life. Life is easy. Life is hard as fuck. But also life is as only hard as you make it. And so when I look at what you and I were able to do this week, A-Dub, I'm proud of that, man. I'm proud to be doing this with you. And the sky is the limit, as I always say, for where we can take things with the Bear Essentials. Likewise, brother. Likewise. I appreciate this journey, man. Audience, this is going to conclude our Reese's Senior Bowl coverage. We appreciate your support in making this a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. And we are out.